I'm off the duck at Saratoga and on top. Oh, majority partner one. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Nicely Finally done. Finally off the duck. I, I had hit the board in all of the races so far, uh, and I was getting very frustrated, and I was getting the thought of I'm going to go 0 for 416 at this meet. It's awful. I hate Saratoga, and it's nice to get your first winner. I, I'm sad that it took five races, but majority partner just wins, and I'm off the duck at Saratoga. So, all right, Magic, I didn't listen to a word you said. Who did you pick again? <laughs> Why do I keep coming back to this show? There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the Post. Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes. Com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Blinkers Off. Well, Magic, you're still here. I'm still here. Boy, it's like uh, I've, I've become your new co-host. Yeah, you're almost my new co-host, and yeah, it's kind of fun. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. doing great. I'm just uh, at home for now, leaving soon, but at home for now, watching these Saratoga races, and it's like, oh, I'm oh so close, and all, all four of them that have ran so far, but uh, they're running 10 today, and we still got time to make up for a couple of close misses here early on. But uh, I am, I'm doing great. Uh, what about yourself? Are you honored to be back for, for the second straight week? I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm honored because it's Saratoga opening day, opening week, and uh, this is the one time when everybody wants to be on other than the Derby to talk. So, yeah, I'm very honored to be on. I'm excited. Uh, listen, if you did the Magic Mike show early, pick five. Uh, the Wesley Ward horse beat us to the punch in the first or in the second race. And then that fourth race there that we just saw a few minutes ago, Joel Rosario, an all-time uh, just shit ride on, a, on the horse. It was clearly the best. Uh, didn't get the job done. So we would have lost anyways, but I'm glad we didn't lose on that race. Yeah, I'm watching the replay back as you talk because it just happened like five, ten minutes ago. And it's just like I don't really know what the plan was there. Just kind of run up behind horses seemed to be. But uh, that one was frustrating because I did think about playing Snow Island. Had the, on the ticket originally before I kind of took it off and reworked it. So it's it is what it is right that it was a pretty good ride on the who rode the six i can't remember now uh kendrick kendrick carmouche mm-hmm. he he kind of made an early move and just kind of swooped that field and we talked about look it's not a great field uh and you know something like a good ride can win a race like that and it did so what are you gonna do right but listen we're moving on we're moving on <laughs> we get the late pick five coming up here soon uh we're on race five at saratoga but uh, we're gonna talk about the weekend action what's coming up we're going to couple a couple of races on Friday and on Saturday. It's a pretty much an all Saratoga show magic. Uh, we're just going to go through the big uh, opening weekend cards. So starting with the Diana and then going all the way through to the races on Friday and Saturday. So I guess we can just get going. Are you ready? Wait, so we're not, go- we're not going to Belterra Park for the Vivacious Handicap tomorrow. We could do that if you want to. It's totally up to you. We'll save it for the end. We'll see if we have time for it. How about that? Okay, well, I'll make sure to go really, really slow. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. He says, oh, yeah. He says, let's go. And then we do some kind of read usually, don't we? But I'm not, I don't I don't have it. So I mean, let's I go. In. And they're off at Saratoga. All right, guys, let's kick it off. We're going to kick it off the first grade one of the year at Saratoga, I should say. And it's going to be happening on Saturday, race eight on the card. It's the Diana. Like I said, it is a grade one, $500,000 purse here, uh, going a mile and an eighth. Field of six for Chad Browns. No surprise there if you've been following the Naira circuit. That's kind of how that works. All right, Magic, I think it's a tricky race. Very curious to hear your thoughts on it. I mean, well, first off, you look at this and you see four Chad Browns and it's it's crazy. But then it, I, the Naira had the stat. He's had at least two horses in this race every year since 2013. This is the 10th straight year Chad Brown has put at least two horses in this race. To even have two quality horses, let alone one, to go into the Diana. Uh, this guy has won in this race six times. He won it. It was Lady Eli's sister Charlie twice. And then Rushing Fall finally got the job done. So, yes, you look at this and you should look for the Chad Browns, but it's tricky because you go with technical analysis and she's got a career best buyer last time out. That was second off the layoff. Now she's third off the layoff at H4. Jose Ortiz seems to fit her perfectly. Um, that buyer matches Bleecker Streets. The Bleecker Street got for winning a grade one. So you've got that to match. I kind of wonder, though, buyers versus time form, Aaron. What is technical analysis's time form for winning the Gallaret? Because I feel like that 96 buyer is a little too high. She got a 121 for uh, time form for winning, winning the gala wow. and and if you compare that to Bleecker Street, who won the New York Stakes, she got a 119. So they rated that race pretty darn high on time okay. form as well. So then I'm wrong. It wasn't an overinflated number. If but if the two of them, that's usually I think if if something's overrated, I think uh, what does time form say? So. You know, you've got that going, but then there's, you know, there's the issue about the pace. I actually, the biggest X factor for me in all of this, Aaron, is not a Chad Brown. It's the five, Delica. What is Ricardo going to do on that Philly? Does he press her to, to try and ensure the honest pace, you know, like she's done in the past? Uh, I think this sets up for the horses that I like, but if she doesn't and it's left to be the one and the six, who I think is kind of cheap speed here. I don't, I don't really know. I feel like the six is in this race, Aaron, in case the five decides to try and do suicide to protect the one. But other than that, I, to me, it's, it's what is the five going to do? And from there, you kind of have to handicap from, from that point. I kind of feel like they're going to go a little bit faster than what you would think for a six horse turf race going two turns. Uh, I do think honestly, the fastest horse in the race, I think is the six. Um, mm. But she's had some trouble finishing against uh, the Phillies. So I don't know how she's going to finish in this race. I'm not sure about the mile and an eighth for this horse yet, uh, as well. They've kept this horse at a mile. Now we're going a mile and eighth. So I was off the six as far as playing her to win. But I think she's got a shot in this in this spot. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a big question, too, is if Chad Brown, we're, like, we're doing this on Thursday. If we Saturday morning we find out Chad Brown scratched the one or the six, and if he scratches one, I think he scratches if he scratches one of those horses, I think the six scratches and the one technical analysis stays in. But, uh, you know, based off of what the information we have now, we have to say this is going to be an honest pace, despite the two of the three being Chad Brown. My top pick is Rougier, the four horse. I, Aaron, I refuse to believe that she will not win a grade one in North America. This horse already got that grade three win, loved her in the grade one New York last out, and she kind of didn't have a good time. 
But whatever the issue was, now we're catching her at a price. You know, we, she's three to five in that race and three to five in the race before. She's three to one here. This is the time to play Rougier. Uh, nothing else is really changing in terms of a panic. We're not dropping class. We're staying in a grade one when the barn and the owner have multiple horses in here. I'm going to ride with Rougier. Uh, Pratt's staying with her. But that said, Bleecker Street demands all the respect in the world, too. So, you know, for me, I kind of went back with the price on this. I really think it is a two-horse race between the three and the four. And I'm with you. I, I'm going to stick with Rougier one more time. This is it, though. i got to tell you that right yes. now. Bleecker Street just flies by again. Uh, if you remember, you you referenced it, the New York, and I, I kind of brought it up as well. Uh, Bleecker Street was five to two in that spot, and Rougier was three to five. And like you said, Rougier just – just literally spun her wheels the whole time. It was just, you, you said it. She was not having a good time out there. <laughs> you're, you're definitely was, you were right. Uh, you're right though. You're going to get a better price here. We thought going into that race, this horse was better. Now, if it was a situation where Bleecker street wins and Rougier runs second and it was close, you might say, well, Bleecker street's just a better horse. That was proven. They both fired and Bleecker street got it done. But the fact that Rougier was fifth in the race just tells me that she, for whatever reason, did not fire whatsoever. I don't think we're putting her back in here if she's not, if they don't think she's going to bounce back. Um, Chad Brown has four horses in the race when you when you <laughs> include her. He'd still have three if she was out. So to me, it's just like, well, we think she's going to run better. And I think she has to run better than she did last time out. I'm with you. I'm with Rougier. Uh, let's talk about Bleecker Street for a second. It's hard to go against her, though, right? Seven straight wins. This horse is seven for seven. Yeah, it's crazy. And if you read the DRF article uh, interviewing Chad Brown about Bleecker Street, he's fully honest. And he says, we bought her as a dirt horse. She hated training on the dirt. We put her on turf to train, and she seemed to like it. But at that point, you see she didn't even debut until August of her three-year-old year. Chad Brown's got a million great three-year-old and older turf fillies to worry about. This one, he said, I just kind of brought her along slowly just to see what we had with her. He didn't think he had a grade one horse until she got to Tampa as a four-year-old. And he went, oh, shit. Okay, now we've got a, we got a potential horse here. And then she wins the Modesty uh, with Flavian Pratt aboard. And then, yeah, steps up to the New York. Uh, the price is what's going to keep me from playing her here, I think. You know, you saw Rougier last time out was bet way down to three to five. But Bleecker Street just, she literally has done nothing wrong. Um, it, it's hard to make a case against her here other than price. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Uh, shortest price uh, on the board, no doubt, and has earned it and I think will be six to five. I really don't see her floating up much from that one. Uh, Rodney says he likes uh, the three, meaning Bleecker Street with uh, Rogier underneath. So, mm -hmm. Kind of on the same thing. Now, Nick Feldman talks about the six in Italian uh, being the speed of the speed. I, and I kind of agree with that comment. I think the horse gets out in front. Uh, my problem is the horse has been out in front a couple of times and has failed to get the job done. Uh, but listen, Regal Glory, pretty good horse. Speak of the devil. I mean, that day was a really, really good horse. So, I mean, is this a class drop or is this another one? Yeah where it's just like, yeah, okay, it's a grade one. Maybe you're not having the big time like Regal Glory type horses, but uh-oh, you got an undefeated Chad in Rogier. So is it really? I mean, I don't know if she gets class relief here. 
No, this isn't class relief. Uh, it'll be interesting. I like that we're trying a different distance. She's never tried nine furlongs. She debuted eight and a half uh, her first two starts. But if you look at how she's progressed, she's kind of been her greatest stakes races. She gets brought with another horse. So, you know, speak of the devil beats her, her stable mate at Churchill. And then Regal Glory beats her in the just a game. Like she stepped up to a grade two. So to speak of the devil, that was the better horse. She stepped up to a grade one. So Regal, well, Regal Glory is at grade one. Definitely a better horse, right? So. She's moving up here, but so are three other Chad Browns. And how many of them are better horses overall than her? Yeah, that's just the problem. I feel like this horse is almost like pigeonholed in a way. In Chad Brown's barn, she's like the fifth or sixth best one of the Phillies. In any other barn, she'd be the top horse in the barn, you know? And so she's just kind of in that spot where it's, gosh, it's just tough. But she's earned her way here. I mean, she she always runs very well in six starts, has never missed uh, the board, and has won three out of the six. But I don't know. It's going to be another heavy-hitting field here uh, for her. So we'll kind of see what happens. All right, though. But on top, we are going with the well, four. We but, talked about five horses in a six-horse field. You don't want to talk about the Charlie Appleby horse? Well, gonna go do, ahead. You, you're going to do that. Are you upset with him that much after last week? He gets second in both the grade one races when I had a lot of money on those horses. I'm really not upset with him because I watching those races back. I think the only decision that he made that may have been wrong was the jockey because he got some horseshit rides. I thought in both those races. Um, let's kind talk a, about the kind two. of a recent a recent trend with Frankie Dettori, right? God, now it wasn't you see, good. Now you see Jamie Spencer shows back up this weekend. Uh, yeah, listen, Appleby had those two horses in the the Belmont Oaks, the Belmont Derby. Got second in both of them. Um, I think it was the Belmont Derby horse that he had was, was, I thought was clearly the best horse in that racing class at Causeway just had that, uh, unbelievable gate to wire trip. So he now drops to 12 for 27 in North American grade one races. That's only 44.4%. So I understand if you want to get off of Charlie Appleby now, but I, one thing I, I liked about her, Aaron, I watched that made on race that she won the only race she's had so far as a four-year-old it's back in February. But I watched her running style, and I think it's going to suit her well here because she likes to sit close, but she's not a need-the-lead type. And when you're an international horse coming to America and you're a need-the-lead type, you're kind of screwed because we're faster than you. We may not be better than you, but we're at least faster than you, and we're going to take you. We're going to beat you at your own game. She doesn't need that kind of a trip, I think, especially if the five helps press. I think she can sit in fourth. Uh, you know, she'll have Rougier and Bleecker Street behind her. And I think if Jamie Spencer gets that trip, or he is fourth and the two big Browns are behind him, keeping an eye on where they're at. He can get first jump on them, and I think she's got that ability to uh, to, to keep out kicking them in the stretch. That race at Maidan in February, the, every inch of that stretch she had to keep fighting because she was forwardly placed early, and horses were running at her, and she just kept grinding and grinding. And because she got that jump on the horses behind her, she got the win. So I'm, I'm trying to outline this perfect trip for her, but at 8-1, to one, Second longest price. It's Charlie Appleby in a grade one race, guys, in America. Like, you got to at least look at this horse. I think this horse will probably end up making my uh, ticket for the pick five because I think I'm just going to go pretty deep in here. I respect a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely – I think eight to one is definitely an overreaction. And listen, if you like Rougier, four races back, they were basically finished in a blanket finish, and, you know, Rougier nosed her out, so to speak. So – I get it. I get it. I think I think this horse makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, can't believe I was almost just going to throw her <laughs> completely out there. <laughs> I mean, Appleby even brought, like we talked last uh, time with the Belmont Derby, Belmont Oaks, about how Appleby and Aiden O'Brien know what horses are going to be best suited for America. 
he already brought her over. He thought this is a horse that's going to be best suited for America. She didn't win, and he brings her back anyway. And that race at Saratoga and the Saratoga Oaks was the better of the two. So, you know, we're coming back to Saratoga as well. I just didn't want you to pass her over because I'm using her in my pick four ticket or pick five tickets. So, you know, if she ends up winning, I don't want you getting called out for missing her. Well, I think that my biggest kind of issue with the horse is she didn't run particularly well uh, in either of those starts in the United States, you kind of mentioned. Uh, but she runs better overseas than she does over here. I mean, you kind of look at her races leading up to last year when she came over here, should have won or at least should have, you know. I mean, she hit the board in the Saratoga. She was fourth in the, at the well, race at Belmont. Well, I mean, was gate to wire. So yeah. you have to scratch that off. So basically she was second in that spot because there's no way she was going to catch Kalima. And Higher Truth is a horse that likes to be forwardly placed. So you had Creative Flair, who was seventh, get up to third, getting on the horses at Saratoga. This would be a game-time decision for me, whether I play this horse. It's probably going to depend on what I think of all the other races in the sequence. So, uh, And yeah, Curtis says this is a six-horse uh, race, four Chad Brown horses. What is this, Belmont? I mean, Saratoga has been getting some smaller turf um, or smaller stakes entries for the last couple of years now. So, but, but listen, it, betting wise, this is a headache for us. We're sitting here trying to parse what these four Chad Brown horses are going to do. Hell of a race to watch as a fan, right? How could you not be excited for this kicking off the late pick four Saturday? Yeah, for sure. It, it's it's a it's a handicapping puzzle, and I think a lot of people. You know, they see a five-horse or six-horse field in the stakes, and they're like, well, what a joke. And it's like, but you really – you dive into this. This is going to – could go a lot of different ways. I don't think the five can win, but I think literally the other five minus the five-horse could could win here. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. And then uh, Curtis makes a point. He's saying – I've noticed this on Twitter too. They they think that the short fields exist because Finger Lakes and, and Indiana Grand exist, according to all the people on Twitter – yeah, I got to chuckle out of that. It's like, yeah, I don't think those horses are the ones that are making these uh, short stakes races. I think there could be other issues involved with that one. So anyway, Twitter has been insufferable. If, if I remember correctly who started or who was the big one grandstanding that opinion, it tracks and I just mute it. Just go away. <laughs> I'll repeat it and not just that subject. That subject actually has been not so bad, but Twitter has been insufferable this week it has been the maybe the worst week ever i've pretty much quit the app it is just is it because of all my retweets because of the detroit red wings free agent signings no i would love to see that versus the <laughs> negativity that's around this game it's just it's going to be too much folks and i would recommend everybody get off of it to be honest even though we're on it i would recommend you to get off of twitter we're on all youtube right, that's where we're at aaron we're on youtube this is where it's fun <laughs> The YouTube stuff is a lot more fun, I agree, than Twitter, for sure. Uh, it's got its fair share of comments, but you can ignore those. and you, They're kind of the same people every time. Well, I guess Twitter's like that, too, but, yeah, it's been bad. Uh, yeah, Twitter has been, you know, it's closed down a lot of tracks, and Saratoga sucks, and the Paddock Bar sucks, and the Wilson Shoot sucks. And we've had a, a girl fight on there between uh, a couple of girls about bagging groceries. That's been horse racing Twitter on the week of Saratoga, so... I, uh, I, I am going to stay away from that one. All right, Magic, do you want to move on to the to the rapid-fire portion of the show? I'm happy to. Yeah, which uh, do you want to stay on Saturday or do you want to go back to Friday first? Well, let's, let's go back to Friday, and I'll pull it up on the screen now, and uh, we will do Friday. So we're going to do rapid-fire, and rapid-fire this week is presented by the Paddock Bar at Saratoga. Check it out. It is uh, brand new, uh, and you can still walk up and have a drink there. So the Paddock Bar is going to sponsor the show. 
for the rapid fire portion. And as I am just talking and trying to find Friday. Okay. Here is Friday at Saratoga. We got a 10 race card. And Magic and I are going to kick off our rapid fire portion of this with race eight. It's the Coronation Cup. Uh, $150,000 stakes here at Saratoga. We've got a field of 11. One is an MTO, though. The 12 is an MTO. So 11 will most likely go. I don't think we will have uh, too bad of a weather, although there was a pop-up shower this morning uh, at Saratoga. But five and a half furlongs on the turf, field 11. The Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Turf Sprint winner is in this race, number three, Twilight Gleaming. Is that where you're going, or are you going to try to beat Twilight Gleaming in the spot? I'm going to try to beat her. I think she's going to be bet to an, uh, and this will be a, a common refrain for a future race. You have a very big field. You need everything to go right for you. You do not want your hopes and dreams relying on a even money, six to five, sub even money horse in an 11 horse field like this. Uh, I don't care that's Wesley Ward. I'm going with the six Darian Ain on top. I love Christoph Clement turf sprinting. I think uh, he is as good as anyone in the entire world when it comes to turf sprinters. He's 26% producing winners. Uh, Rosario's ridden this horse all but one time. Uh, she's got a couple of disappointing efforts so far this year. The Limestone was a nice return at Keeneland. Belmont is throwing softly, probably going too far at seven furlongs. Laurel Park, you know, she was the favorite. Didn't work out for her, but uh, I like the fact that we're turning to Saratoga where she did break her maiden. She's New York bred, so she had to beat New York breds to do it. But, um, you know, she did win the Woodbine Carry Stakes two starts later. And then you look at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Twilight Gleaming ran a great race getting everything her own way. Darian Ain missed by a length after being last. I talked about how hard it is to work out a trip in a turf sprint and get everything perfect. Almost got that done at Del Mar uh, as a two-year-old. Very impressive uh, effort from her. I think being back at Saratoga, I think she's going to be overlooked here. I think we've got a good combination here. Uh, I just couldn't put the horse on top with some of those recent efforts where I just couldn't find too much of an excuse. I thought she should have won a couple of those, but I agree. A classy horse that so will have a shot. I can't argue that. Look, I did go twi uh, Twilight Gleaming on top. I get it. Uh, I will probably use two or three other ones in the pick five, but I did go with twi Twilight Gleaming on top. She gets out of Churchill, uh, and I think that's a good thing. You know, that turf has been, was, I should say, just horrible. Uh, and I think getting to Saratoga will actually help this horse as well and getting on a good turf course here. Got the win last time out. It wasn't visually impressive. Two races back, kind of got snuck up on at Keeneland. Probably should have won that race. I'm willing back with Twilight Gleaming one more time here. Uh, I think she gets the job done. But I understand if you want to go against, it's very tough. I do want to ask you about uh, another horse in here. I was really interested in the number 11, Empress Tigress. Is that one that you thought about playing? Excuse me. Uh, I looked at her. I wasn't so sure about the draw. I know that uh, each year is different, but statistically, Saratoga turf sprinting was was pretty rough for the outside post last year. Um, you know, she's coming in off of just a maiden win on synthetic. I think this is too much too soon for her, but uh, we said that last week and uh, we were wrong about a horse. So not going to use that too, uh, too heavily here. But I mean, I think she's got potential. I just need to see her do mm, it, it's too much in this spot i think i mean you're facing a breeders cup turf sprint winner a horse that was a head away from being third in that race this is a big step up yeah you're talking about actuator a horse that went to a maiden and then went right into a stakes Thank and you. won the indiana derby uh it also helps when you take out half the field when you break and they don't disqualify you so uh, but actuator does get the job done and maybe that immaturity was part of the reason that you saw you know he breaks and he he wipes out three or four horses and then he lugs out in the stretch. So 
it could be, could be. But yeah, I, I think uh, Empress Tigress is going to be interesting. It is a bad post, though, and that's going to be kind of a something that Velasquez is going to have to work out here. So, all right, you went with the six. I went with the three. Let's go just a little bit later, as in one race later. Race nine on Friday at Saratoga. It's the Forbidden Apple, a grade three race. It is the prep for the four-star, Dave. $175,000 purse. They're going one mile on the turf in this spot. You see it on the screen. A field of 12. There is one main track only entry. That, that of course, is Art Collector. And if it comes off, I think Art Collector will be one to nine in that spot. But I don't think it will come off the turf. Field of 12 here. All right, Magic, uh, lead us off. If we actually get uh, seven to two on Mira Mission, the three horse, that might be a word. That's got a good price, I think. Uh, or, you know, his odds have been coming down or coming down from where he's been lately, but uh, just has been steadily improving, not necessarily winning every race, but how he's looked while taking on tougher competition. As a four year old, Ian Wilkes has been very good about bringing him along. Uh, a horse that I think this, the pace, the scenario sets up well for him. He likes to sit about fourth or fifth behind the horses and let them run off. And I think there's enough speed in here to let that happen for him. Uh, it's a matter of if he's going to be able to hold off a horse like Public Sector, who I always love and is, is one of those ones that I think maybe you're like me, I still have a hard time uh, kicking him. You know, he is three for three at Saratoga, so he's going to be on my ticket. He's probably my second choice. But Mira Mission is seven to two. I just I, I think I like him kind of on the improve, whereas set piece, I already know where he's at. We're going to, you know, we're going to see these two kind of duel it out. Sorry, Magic. I was celebrating in the background as you were watching because I'm off the duck at Saratoga and on top. Oh, majority partner one. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Nicely Finally done. Finally off the duck. I, I had hit the board in all of the races so far, uh, and I was getting very frustrated, and I was getting the thought of I'm going to go 0 for 416 at this meet. It's awful. I hate Saratoga, and it's nice to get your first winner. I, I'm sad that it took five races. The majority partner just wins, and I'm off the duck at Saratoga. So, all right, Magic, I didn't listen to a word you said. Who did you pick again? <laughs> Why do I keep coming back to this show? Three mirror mission. <laughs> Okay, Mirror Mission. I, I, I'm definitely using uh, Mirror Mission in the spot as well. I've got her in third. Did not put her on top. Uh, let's see. Three, four box. Good start to the pick three for Nick Feldman. All right, let's go. Let's go. I like it. I had the, uh, I mean, I had that. I think I had that try straight. I did. Listen, Magic, things are turning around. All right, let's talk about the first. Talk over second favorite over third favorite. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that magic very much. And I know you're being sincere with your comments and that's why it means a lot to me. So, all right, let's go to the forbidden apple here. Uh, you kind of talked about, uh, you know, uh, Rougier and we're going to give her another shot. That's how I feel about public sector. The seven horse, yep. one more chance. And this is it. Trust me, but one more chance. So this horse, I was very high, high on her at Churchill Downs. Coming back, uh, kind of reminded me of, of uh, what they did with domestic spending and certainly did not replicate that at all. But came out of the race and said, look, he absolutely hated that turf course. It's so bad. Well, that's believable. A lot of people or a lot of horses have hated it and people for that matter. Comes back in a paceless race last time out in the poker. Uh, was up against his stablemate, Mason. Probably not as good as that horse. Definitely not as good in a paceless race. Got third, but there was just no way those horses were coming back to him. We've got the pace. There's going to be no excuse. There's tons of speed in this race. He's got to get the job done here. And if he doesn't, I'm done with him forever. But <laughs> this is his spot to get it done. I think he can fly him. Maybe those two races where he loses and he didn't look great. 
we get that six to one. I, maybe it's not six to one, but maybe it's four to one, five to one. I think it's the spot. One more chance. Loses here, you're dead to me forever. Yeah, I'm with you. That was so. That was the other part of what I had said when you weren't paying attention. Was the seven was my second pick, uh, for the exact reason. Just one more time. I'm gonna keep riding this train. But, you know, being three for three at Saratoga, you can't sneeze at that. That is that is too important to take. Um, there is a shit ton of speed in here. Do you think there's any chance the nine ends up taking them gate to wire anyway? Because if you were gonna look at this race, you know for a goddamn fact that horse is going. Is anybody gonna go with him? Well, your language is offensive, but I would say that, yeah, the nine certainly is going to go to the front. And I think he is the speed of the speed. I'm just afraid it's going to be a situation turn for home. We're, we're on the lead, but they're going to get him late. Uh, I do have this horse in fourth. Uh, I'm, I, not, I, I like this horse. I'm not discounting his chances, uh, but I, I think it's more of an underneath type. I don't know if he'll be on a pick five ticket or not. So I'm trying to debate that a little bit in my head. Um, boy, in my head, it's a weird conversation, but uh, I, I don't know if this horse can take a gate to wire. I, I really don't, but I do think he's going to try. I do think he'll be the one out in front. Uh, but you said it. I mean, this this race is, it, it always is for a great $375,000 race. This is always a stacked field every year. And I don't think this year's any different. I mean, these horses are good in the spot. You, you talk about mere mission. This is a really good horse. Set piece. This horse got was second in the four-star Dave last year up here. I mean, you know, public sector, uh, Nick pointed out, 3-0 and at Saratoga. And it's Chad Brown. So lots of angles in here. But uh, I, that's why I don't think the nine can quite take him gate to wire. No, that's fair. Yeah. Well, any other thing you'd like to talk about today? How about the Sanford Six? Well, yes. Well, I should say any any type of thing you would like to talk about uh, right now in this race, or should I move on? Oh no, in this race, no, I'm good. I think uh, we're not. I'm not using set piece for me for a pick five scenario. You can't use him with mere mission. I don't think uh, he's third off the layoff and third started in this spot. And it's Brad Cox. Are you are you probably going to put this horse on a ticket? You think? Oh yeah, I think set piece is gonna is gonna be the second most likely winner of the race. Okay. You look at this. You look at this horse. She's ran some banger races, or he, excuse me, he's ran some banger races. I I think we're we're rounding back into form at the right time. I think I think I think set piece has got a good shot. Well, what a great three race, by the way. This is what's great about Saratoga. You look at this field and you're like, that's it. This is a great three. Okay. Meanwhile, so you look at what uh, Del Mar and Santa Anita call it grade two or grade one. You're like, eh. this is a hell of a race. And you want to know another really good grade three race? The Sanford, the Sanford Stakes on Saturday going six furlongs over the dirt at Saratoga, $175,000 uh, purse. And I just got distracted. Hold on. Mike Spector saw set piece this morning. I want a report. How is she? How is he doing? Let us know. All right. Let's talk about the Sanford. Oh, there you go. Mike Spector says, looked great, Magic. It's over. Set piece, Saratoga Slim. That's the, the good luck charm. All right. Let's go to the 10th race on Saturday, the Sanford Stakes. It's a full field, too. I love that. A field of 12 runners here. What a race. Todd Fletcher's got a couple in this spot. He won this race last year with wit. Can he do it again with another short-named horse? Uh, he could. Uh, this is another case where I'm going to take a, a shot against because of the price. Um, and, and there's just, I talked about the turf sprint. You've got 11 other two-year-olds 
Most of these horses only ever raced one time. Big crowd, Saratoga, lots of hubbub going around. They've got to all walk through the crowds, right, to get through to the paddock and everything. You're just begging for something crazy to happen. And you, for me, I can't take a horse that's going to be so heavily bet because he's got, I don't know, time form-wise, but buyer-wise, he stands out. He got an 81 buyer for that debut win, and that's great, but that's a mark that's kind of hard to, ma to match. Um, you've got, again, uh, uh, tough horses in here. The nine Andiamo of Frenze is going to be uh, very tough, very well bet. I just think he's going to be too short of a price for me. I'm going with my boy, number five, Curly Jack. Love this horse. Son of Good Magic, who is uh, off to a fantastic start as a sire so far. Uh, 17 starters, five winners, or five wins, and four runner up finishes. Uh, so, really good effort for the uh, Good Magic Jeans coming out. Tyler Gaffleone's riding for Tom Amos, and I was like, I don't think this happens very often. Uh, four for 14 at Saratoga last year, 29%. They do pretty well together. Um, like I mentioned, being by Good Magic is going to help. That debut, this is something that, I, that was kind of with Summer Promise, right? Where Summer Promise broke from the rail, wasn't the sharpest, and had to kind of rush up, and then she settled when she was asked and drew away when she was asked same thing happened with curly jack if you uh watch his debut and as fast as he is he's got a super high time form rating and yet there's a lot of speed in here a lot of cheap two-year-old speed i think that the way we saw him react to uh breaking a little slow and being asked to rush up and then he has to settle aaron i think this is a pretty tactical horse if he breaks just a slightly cleaner uh or at least comes out of there not dead last in this field i think that he's gonna be able to get in a good position and uh, you're giving me six to one. I love this. I love that I've got a good magic son in the Sanford, and I'm going to get him at six to one. I almost picked the source. I like Curly Jack a lot here. Uh, I think it was Curtis, your twin Curtis here, said Tom Amos top 20 percent nice. right now for two-year-olds. He's doing fantastic. He did great at Churchill Downs, uh, I should say. This is a new challenge. We're going to go up to Stakes Company here. And, of course, your maiden special weight runners that you still have left are going to have to face tougher company here at Saratoga, but he's doing great, and I think he's set for a pretty good meet. I like Curly Jack, but I'm with Nick. I can't get away from Forte. I thought this horse was fantastic on debut. He absolutely crushed that field at Belmont Park. And, you know, he kind of, I mean, he, he wasn't like out of the clouds, but he kind of sat off for a little while. He didn't have to be rushed up to the lead to get the job done and he bounced out of there and just dominated once he got clear. I can't go away from him. He reminds me a little bit of Wit, only I think he breaks a little better from the gate than he did at this time last year. I'm going Forte on top magic. I, I can't go against him. Um, I will have Curly Jack in there. I, I like Curly Jack in second as well. Is there any other uh, horse in this race that you kind of are looking forward to seeing? Oh, we've got to talk about the two major dude. This is one of the original stars of the Saratoga Slim Backside Vlogs, which if you're not watching them at youtube.com slash racing dudes, you should. They're fantastic. He's getting lots of behind the scenes info on the horses, including Major Dude. He actually got uh, to interview Todd Fletcher and ask him about this horse, specifically about the debut that he had at Monmouth Park. Uh, people would look at this and they'd go, well, I don't know. You, you debuted the horse at Monmouth. Well, it was the Haskell preview day. It wasn't just any day at Monmouth. It was a bigger day. Uh, ignore, I don't know what his time form is, Aaron. He's got a 59 buyer. Don't look at that compared to this. A, they're two-year-olds. They're going to make a second start. If he jumped 20, 30, 20, 25 points and had a big race here, it's not going to be the a big shock. Boltoro has been super red hot as a sire. Um, Tom Velasquez went to Monmouth to ride this horse uh, along with the other ones on Haskell preview day. But the way in which he ran, he had to split horses. And if you don't know, a two-year-old that's never raced before being asked to go between a small little gap between two horses faster than them, 
they don't usually like to do that and they don't respond well. This horse was so professional. He flew through there. The final furlong was 12 and one under hand urging. So I think that this horse, I think this is easily a two turn horse, like looking farther down the road. I love this horse in this spot at 10 to one, Aaron. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm uh, the one thing I want to point out, and you said it, and I'll, I'll kind of reiterate what you said. Do not judge two-year-olds by their opening buyers or speed figures of any kind. They usually improve in their next start. They're, they're, you know, they're very young horses that are developing. And we've seen Todd Fletcher do this with horses before. Don't discredit the fact that horses break their maiden at Monmouth for a guy like Fletcher. He preps them at Monmouth at times for, for these big races. And the reason being is there's not enough maiden special weights for the number of horses that he has that he's trying to get ready for Saratoga. He just found the right race at the right time. You know, timing is a part of it, too, for Major Dude. I'm with you. I'm going to have the horse underneath. I do think Forte is just a little bit better horse for the Fletcher Barn. But Major Dude would certainly be one uh, that I would find interesting. Look at this. We've got a guest that just popped in. Saratoga Slim himself is here. Slim, what's up? I had to come on to talk about my guy, Major Dude. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean... Magic said it. This horse split horses 10 to 1. I love the Pletcher exactly here with Forte. And I guess if you like Curly Jack, uh, Amos always good with those young horses, especially early at the meet. Amos always does good right out the box. Um, so you got to like Amos in the spot with the two Pletchers. Maybe that's the, the tri box. Hit him up. And I also saw Bapio coming out of the paddock. He's the half brother to Papa Cap. He was on his toes coming out of there. I was talking to the hot walker or the, the you know, assistant trainer that works at Mark Cassie. They're really high on the horse. So uh, Papa Cap, you know, that, that horse is good. Scat Daddy as the grandsire. And he's also a Bolte or a Bapio. So uh, both of you are right out the box. Got two big ones in this Sanford. See, this is why we have Saratoga Slim. He's the eyes on the track. He's right mm-hmm. there. Like, listen, what? Where are you? Why aren't you at the track right now? Oh, I had a pickup. You know, I got, I got kids, and you know how it is. But uh, I will be there tomorrow. Uh, I got a hit me up. I will be there in the turf terrace tomorrow. So the Forbidden Apple is going to be awesome. I did see set piece earlier today coming back from the paddock schooling in front of the uh, the Brad Cox barn. Looked really good, as um, Magic said, second in the four-star Dave. So you're always looking for that angle. I'm, you know, horse for course up here. Is, I, I, I don't know. Maybe just because I'm so biased, I'm here. But I always <laughs> feel like Saratoga horse for course is a really important angle. If the horses run good here before, I'm very interested. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, it's a different track than what they're used to running on, especially from Belmont. This place yeah. is a hell of a lot different from Belmont Park. We've talked about that a lot uh, before. Listen, dude, you've been everywhere. You've been on Jason Beam. I mean, you're all over YouTube. You're a big star now. I mean, I, I'm just worried that the celebrity status might go to your head. That's are you gonna you know when I'm up there, are we gonna hang out or are you too big now? Dude, I, I got crazy travel plans, but I will hopefully see you next weekend. Uh I'm trying my big thing right now is I'm trying to get D Wayne Lucas and I talked to the uh, director of, of uh, communications for Naira supposedly going to set me up. And I'm thinking, uh, I'll think I got to talk to magic about this, but I got to do like a Lucas Saratoga, like documentary or something. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. That'd be that, very cool. That's, that's the plan. I got to win that eclipse award. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> you've already got it. You've already won it for writing. You've got to get it for the video side now. Yeah. Well, I haven't won it for writing, but they always screwed me. I oh, was different. Put ones, these amazing yeah. stories in, and they would always screw me. I always had these interviews with Riley Ma and his father, and about the the kinship. And I sent that in for Eclipse. I didn't win. I'm like, what the hell do I got to do here? But I'm going to win the Eclipse, hopefully, for this D Wayne Lucas documentary. So we're going to be working on that this summer. And the vlog has been doing great. I went to go see the Brad Cox barn today. I got a video of Materia dreaming about winning the test. I got <laughs> set piece. A big surprise. Arclo. You I haven't told you this, Aaron. Arclo is here. No. Arclo is back. <laughs> Eight years old. I was like, this course retired. No way. So Arclo may run this summer at Saratoga. So that was crazy. So he's in that video. And I went to see Asmussen. And man, I saw Jackie, Jackie's Warrior, Epicenter, Echo Zulu is up here. So we might get that Matt Terea, Echo Zulu. So I saw both of them this morning. So I got good footage of all of them. Uh, are you guys done with the show? I think this was the last uh, rapper. Yeah, this was it. This was it. Okay, yeah, now, now it's the Saratoga interview. I wanted to come in. I wanted to come, I wanted to come in and say hi. Um, I'll see everyone at the track tomorrow, hopefully. Um you know, it's going to be just literally, you know, going to the meet. Um, I, I actually did like a Saratoga meet preview and I just didn't, I wasn't able to post it in time. Uh, but really the key thing about the meet is go into it with how much money you think you're willing to lose. You know, I know it's a horrible way to think, but say I, I for me, I, I'd be totally uh, transparent. I go in with a thousand bucks and I say, that's it. If I lose it, I had a fun summer, so that's what I'm willing to put in. And I take that $1,000, and I say, where am I going to hit my big ones? And I, I know Major Dude's going to get a nice $20 win bet tomorrow. So, you know, <laughs> if he wins and I don't have 20 bucks on it, I'll be really angry at 10 to 1, and I'll have some exactness. So that's really my shot there. 12 horse Sanford. It's going to be amazing prices. So pick your spots. Just because there's a six-horse Diana and you don't want to bet it, then don't bet it. There's going to be plenty of opportunities this summer. And there's some really nice races today, tomorrow, and, you know, Forbidden Apple, great betting race. If you get the trifecta in a Forbidden Apple, you'll be good. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to pay at least $300, $400 for yeah. a buck or, you know, or buck or two. <laughs> so, you know, just don't pick your – so don't be upset about races. There's going to be opportunities, great betting races up here. Great opportunities again, eight to one shot, six to one shot. I was even talking to Vinny. Uh, Vinny was my cameraman this morning. So look for those opportunities. If you like a horse that came out of Churchill or you know these weird tracks, uh, uh, Churchill's not a weird track, but some of these weird tracks, Finger Lakes. It's a little I've weird. Had, I've had horses out of Finger Lakes. It's crazy, you know. And that's really um, you got to pick your spots. You don't have to bet every race. Just pick your spots, guys. Yeah, no, I agree. I, we're we're definitely in the same um, idea mindset when it comes to that. He, last year they ran 416 races up here, so uh, there's going to be a plenty of opportunities here in the next six and a half seven weeks. Uh, like I said, pick your spots and play smart. Uh, one last question: I saw that you got us press passes. I just want to know how did you pull this off? I got three press passes for the dudes. How did you do so, it? Because <laughs> they love me. Naira loves me. Did, did you they're literally they're just walk up? Like, and, I love I love Naira. They love me. They know. They know. And even today, like I went in to ask you some barn, and I went in without asking them, and they're like, 
why are you going in without telling us? You know we're cool with you. I'm like, everyone's cool with me, but like, I just gotta like ask permission more often, I think. <laughs> so I've been trying to be nice to everyone and it seems to be working. <laughs> well, you haven't been kicked out yet and that's that's great. I just wanted to, what did you say to get the passes? Did you just walk oh, up and say, hey, I need three no, passes? No, they know that we get passes every year. So um, okay. yeah, so we're good to go um, with the press passes. Um, Samish is there today. I got to send him a note to get me, you know, this is the thing, we should get video. Uh, I'm doing like a production meeting on Blinkers Off, but let's get let's get good videos uh, all summer of the horses and use them for the you know for the for the videos uh, YouTube. People want to see these horses schooling in the paddock and uh, stuff like that, so it's gonna be really cool. I'll try to get you guys uh, some of that video or who's ever up there. Uh, use the press pass to get a YouTube looking great. So I do want to tell everybody one thing before I go. I am going to have a video about best on a serious note the backstretch workers are the foundation of our game i'm looking to do a fundraiser i am doing a fundraiser i'm not looking i am doing a fundraiser where if you email me your seat for the backstretch employees services team it's best we're going to be sending out the, the website once we send out the vlog if you send me your receipt 25 dollars, each 25 dollars you spend you get a raffle okay and if you spend a hundred dollars you get five raffles. So buy four, get one free <laughs> kind of thing. So bet, you, if you donate a hundred dollars, you'll get four raffles. Uh, sorry, you'll get five raffles. I don't even know the own rules. And on top of that, yes. So this is a picture of me in front of the uh, foundation of the new health clinic that best is opening for the backstrap for each workers. The great Mary Lou Whitney, uh, donated this uh, through John Hendrickson. So she's still doing amazing things, even though she, after she passed on. And this will be a healthcare facility the first time. It's going to be revolutionary for um, backstretch workers that no other track has done this before. So um, we're going to fuck. So we're going to follow that, and uh, obviously we'll have a video out with the executive director of BEST and how, how they help the backstretch workers, which is the foundation of the game. Keeping them healthy is important, obviously, with COVID, so we want to make sure we have a strong backside at Saratoga and have a, a great summer of racing. So this is the way that I hope people will be able to help. So we're going to be sending out more information, how to help, and also what the raffle tickets will get you. We're going to be reaching out to you know some of the clothes companies, uh, to do different uh, gift cards and stuff is some of the raffle prizes. So that's about it. That's awesome. Go, Magic. What do you What do you got us? So you're, you're muted there. What do you got us? Sorry. No, I just was. I was trying to pull up uh, this. I thought it was gonna be photos of the more photos, but it was just a story about the. Uh, they just yesterday had the ceremonial event to like for the groundbreaking event. So Slim was there this morning getting uh, first look at. Yeah. Now Slim, did you get okay? from Naira for us to put this photo up because I know that it isn't finished. <laughs> Is it okay that it, that photo's it. up there? I just want to make sure I'm we done. don't get demonetized hey, on was, the channel or something. That, hey. that was just, if you don't, that's a real inside joke with this, but dude, you just made my day with that joke. Magic. Oh Magic. They, they, he, he walked up and they gave us three passes today. So let's, let's, Naira's great and they're great and they do a great job. And that was Slim's fault the, for the, for showing the paddock before. If Slim can walk up and they give us three passes, then it's all, it's all forgiven. No, Naira's really cool with us. And uh, we're going to give you guys great footage, great content of Saratoga all season long and all, you know, just great picks all summer long with these guys. So follow us. I'm out. Much love. I'll see you next weekend, Aaron. All right. Sounds good, buddy. We'll see hey, you soon. Take care, bud. Thanks, Slim.
<laughs> well, there it is. The world famous Saratoga Slim uh, dropping in, saying hi to everybody. And I think that's, I was going to do like a little neat preview, but I think that's good right there. I think that'll do it for us. So, yeah. Well, hey, before we get out of here, uh, mm-hmm. Curtis wants to know if anybody else is on the nine in race six at Saratoga. Uh, the nine. Let's see. Sound like Borat. Nice. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like uh, it's King Moon Racer. I remember yes, this. I- I'm on the nine. I've got about five or six horses here. I went very deep in this spot, but I am on the nine. Uh, I put the two on top, actually, who's eight to one on a t- off a 10 to one morning lineup. I do like the two a little bit, but yes, I do like the nine a bit as well. So this is a wide open race uh, and they're walking to the post. So let's go. I've got them on seven, six minutes to post. Am I behind? I'm sorry. They're walking to the track. My bad. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, uh, my internet's always screwy. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, let's see how things go out here. Hey, we didn't, we're not going to be on air for the Wilton stakes race seven. So for the folks who are sticking around live, who's your pick in race seven as well? God, what a wide open race. I think this is, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I went with the class. I went with number one goddess of fire. Really interested to see how that race plays out though. And how, how it shapes up. I like the two quite a bit. I like the seven quite a bit. So uh, I, I certainly think that's a wide open race. I went Goddess of Fire. How about you? Uh, uh, I went with the four, Angitude. I was trying to remember the name. I think that this is, you know, that from a pace perspective, I think she's easily the fastest in the field. It's a question of can she handle the one turn mile? Uh, but I think that she's going to be able to go gate to wire here. She is by violence out of a city zip mare. So that tells me a one turn mile should be within her realm. I wouldn't go any farther than this with her right now. But, uh, you know, if you scratch off that sloppy track effort when she completely bombed, she's got two good efforts on the page there. And yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I had that horse uh, on a ticket. I ended up that's the last one I took off for that race. So probably be a winner. Uh, so make sure make sure to no, see that horse. <laughs> it, it's, my, it's my pick. And if you've been watching how I've been doing on dudes who bet daily, uh, I'm literally poisoned right now. So that's true. Yeah, I so poisonous that the leading scorer for Major League Soccer scratched out of the game after he heard that I picked them. You had to you had to get three combined goals last night, and you got one. Yeah, not good, not good. No. Final question: Are we all single to D Wayne today in the ninth? I am we, single to D Wayne in the ninth. What about you? I did not. I'm trying to. I don't remember off the top of my head who did I roll. It wasn't just Cindy. Who was it? Let me. Oh, it's the uh, me and my shadow. Cassie's got three in here. He's going to keep Janice Joplin in. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, me and my shadow, I thought was the only other one really to use here. But that's if, you know, in case you know, something wacky happens with the coaches, Philly. But she definitely was the top pick. You did a fantastic job outlining that too in the, re- the preview. She should win the race. Uh, if I would have told myself even five months ago, that on opening day, I would be singled in a stakes to Dwayne Lucas on opening day of Saratoga. I would have been like, you're nuts. Let's not forget, Dwayne Lucas didn't even show up the last two years uh, at Saratoga. One year, it was the COVID year, and he didn't want to travel. And then the next year, uh, he uh, he just didn't have the horses. But now he's there with uh, 16 stalls, Secret Oath, of course. And then the filly is uh, going to run here today. Is going to be a big one. Let's see if she can get the job done. The nine in the ninth. How could you go wrong with the nine in the ninth? Right, Magic? Yeah, I, I mean, unless you went with the six in the ninth. But I would say, I also want to say the overnights for Sunday at Saratoga just came out. So we should get oh. out of here because we got to do some handicapping, boy. Hold on, hold on. I want to read. We'll, let's read up the stakes real quick. Uh, I was, oh, yeah. I had an eye on that. Uh, and they, they weren't out the last I checked. Hold on. Is it the quick call stakes? No, that was last week that didn't fill. 
at uh, Belmont. What do we have? Oh, it is we, the quick call stakes. Is it that is that the only one? Yeah, that's yeah, the they one. just have one on Sunday. Okay, well that's on. Hey, my boy Run Curtis Run is back. Yeah, so the quick call stakes, it is a grade three. Uh let's see, five and a half furlongs for three-year-olds, sky and sand, surprise boss, run, Curtis run, no balls, dance code, one timer, asymmetric, and big invasion. Is it no balls the horse that went to uh Santa Anita or whatever and won the turf sprints last year? No balls Ravelli. Yeah, he's he's kind of been everywhere. Uh, it seems like he was at maybe Turfway last time or a couple times back. Yeah, he's oh, been everywhere. That's a good, it's going to be a fun field. Three-year-olds going uh, five and a half on the turf there. Yes, could be very fun. So old no balls. <laughs> uh, and yes, he is a gelding. If you were wondering, he literally is a gelding. So Yes, I love it. I love it. Well, Magic, here's the deal. We're ending this show. I'm packing up the car. Get the dog. Getting the cat, getting the wife, putting them all in the car. I'm heading north to Saratoga, and we're not stopping until we get there. So we will be there. Uh, if well, if we get off at say four o'clock, we will get to Plattsburgh, our final destination, at probably one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So that's that's the plan. Wish me luck. Uh, I wish your wife luck. Yeah, the wife is the one that does need the luck. You're right. Me and a dog and a cat, and she's going to be pulling her hair out by the time so, we get there. Who does? Uh, I got some questions road trip wise. So uh, driving wise, who do, do you split it 50-50? Does one of you do more than the other? Um, it would be ninety ten me. Um, okay. she will. Yeah, she will jump in when I have to do the upload all the tracks for tomorrow. So or, or for I'll upload Saturdays tomorrow. So what happens is I got them all done, and but I can't upload them until the morning. So she'll take over. I'll upload. I'll do scratches. Uh, make sure everything's good to go for the day, and then I'll take us the rest of the way there. So yeah, you're not you don't sleep at all. You don't like let her take over to sleep. I this is going to be a challenge because driving through the night, I yeah. know I'm going to get pretty tired. Um, might have to take over early in the morning and let me sleep for a few hours. Yeah. Okay. But and who who controls the radio? I usually control that. The driver controls the radio. Okay. Anything so. Else? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this nicely. What is okay. Heather getting out of this? All I hear is just Aaron runs the, the road trip. Is Heather, is Heather just a, a, a she just likes to sit back and? Well, Heather likes out? to keep an eye on the animals, so she'll be doing that, okay. and she'll okay. get to sleep throughout the night because she's gonna have to be ready okay. to drive when I need to upload those tracks tomorrow. That's all I worry about is the website. <laughs> so, told her we'll leave. Oh. You gotta be ready. So. <laughs> for that. I, I forgot about that. We'll bring it back to this and we'll get out of here. Slim uh, interviewed Christoph Clement, but he has uh, big invasion in the quick call and Clement was very uh, very high on big invasion this summer in Saratoga. So uh, Slim, Slim says pound town on big invasion Sunday in the quick call stakes. Alright. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it just for you, Slimmy. Big invasion. <laughs> we're going to do it for the Slimster. There we go. Alright, guys. We're going to get out. We will see you. Uh, let's see. There's there's shit going on tomorrow. Tournament uh, show. Oh, yeah, gotcha. we, got the, show. we got the live tournament show tomorrow. From uh, That'll be from 4.30 to 5.30 Central. Uh, so and that'll be covering Saratoga's last two races, 9 to 10. If you haven't yet signed up, uh, it's only $10 for Racing Dude subscribers. Um, and you get to compete against us. $150 in the horse tourney site credit and uh, some cash on the line as well. So join us there. All right, guys. Everybody have fun. Everybody, like I said, join in. If you're a subscriber, make sure to join the tournament tomorrow. It's going to be fun. And, and we'll be doing Saratoga on the tournament. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. All right, guys. 
we're getting out of here. We've jinxed it with the 43 to 1 shot, and we're going to leave you all by yourselves now. So we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for watching. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> this has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. Your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 